This is the FS Tech Podcast. Hello and welcome to the FS Tech Podcast. I'm Alex Leonard, Senior Reporter at FS Tech. Now, open banking is already proving to be a significant disruptor in the current financial services market. It's providing a new way to elevate customer experience by harnessing data to improve services and offer a much wider range of products. But what if open banking could be taken one step further? Imagine an ecosystem that goes beyond the standard format and instead reaches customers outside of but related to financial services, enabling banks and financial institutions to offer an even wider range of products. Today, we're lucky enough to have Hans Tessela on the podcast. He's the Executive Director for the Banking Industry Architecture Network, widely known as Bayan, and he'll be explaining more about the opportunity to expand and adapt open banking. Hi, Hans. Thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today. How are you? I'm fine, Alexander, and thank you for inviting me. Brilliant. It's actually great timing having you on today because there's actually some big Bayan related news here in the UK, isn't there, with <laughs> HSBC joining the organisation. So... That's actually our lead story up on FS Tech today, so it's uh, funny timing. Yeah, well, let's let's call it, let's say, very brilliant timing instead of funny. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah so that's uh, yeah. So maybe it's good to elaborate a little bit about what Bayan is and what we are doing. And so Bayan is is a global not-for-profit standards organization, and our mission is to to solve uh, the integration issues for banks. Uh, and we started in 2008. And in 2008, the integration issues are primarily inside the bank. Well, today, and you already mentioned in your intro, open banking, data and functions can be anywhere. It can be in the cloud, could be at the fintech and a third party. And that implies that what we also, let's say, uh, support is that integration between banks and between banks and uh, consumers. And we do that in very close collaboration with our 70 plus members, where we today announced that um, HSBC joined us. So that's good news. Yes, definitely. Could you tell me a little bit more about uh, your own background within financial services as well, um, as well as your role within the organization? Yeah, so um, I am the um, the executive director uh, of Bayern. I'm in that role since 2011, so 10 years now. And before I um, joined Bayern, or was asked to join Bayern, I was a director at ING Bank in the Netherlands. Um, before uh, I was responsible for uh, IT innovation and strategy. And before I joined ING, I was a managing consultant, primarily focusing on financial service industry, but wider than banks. It was banks, it was insurance company, pension funds, and so on. So, so I think I have a track record in the industry for, let's say, 30 plus years. Brilliant. Thank you, Hans. That was a great uh, nutshell summary. And it's interesting to hear about all of the different areas you've explored over the years. I want to move on now to the topic of open banking, but actually I want to explore this idea of a broader expanded ecosystem, one which Bayern members have coined the panoramic banking strategy. Could you tell me more about what this is all about, where the idea came from, and what this kind of ecosystem would mean for banks, their customers, and beyond? Yeah, so... You mentioned the panoramic banking strategy. The, the panoramic banking strategy was an idea that was inspired by um, our member, uh, and that's the, the Shanghai Pudong Development Bank, or SPD Bank in short, um, in uh, Shanghai, China. And we hosted a webinar with them in November to explain 
the concept. So the, the panoramic strategy is the idea that a bank can build a platform-based ecosystem around the needs of the customer's life cycle for products and what they would need in the day-to-day -day doings. So the ecosystem would share uh, around the brand, the channel, uh, technology, and other resources with the customer. So that will require, an, uh, let's say, an intelligent use of the data that's available at the bank and at the partners to, uh, to provide the customer uh, with financial and non-financial product services that are aligned with the needs. So what we see here is that you're moving a little bit more from what we would call open banking uh, into open finance. Brilliant. That sounds like a really interesting kind of vision for the future to actually go beyond the existing open banking format and just take it that one step further. But what would this actually look like? Could you give some examples of how this kind of ecosystem would actually operate? Yeah, so what the, the, the one, let's call it the use case that was created by, uh, by SPD was that they are also looking outside the financial service. So for example, the consumer um, could experience a seamless travel experience orchestrated by the bank. So for example, the customer could book the travel through the bank. The bank could then identify the correct currency and exchange rate for the customer based on the travel location, help the consumer budget for uh, while they are away and then reverse the exchange rate uh, once they uh, return home. They can also then proactively, for instance, provide them with the nearest ATMs when they are on holiday uh, and so on and so forth. So the whole idea is that you, that you support the customer in this example before they start the travel, during the travel and after the travel in close collaboration with, with the parts in the ecosystem. And in this case, it is an, uh, a travel agent. Brilliant. It sounds like there are kind of many areas in which this type of system could actually branch out into. Another example could be the bank and a car dealer. And when you when you come to buy a car that they can provide the loan, the insurance and so on and so forth, let's say all out of your, your bank account instead of going through third party. So that will also, let's say, strengthen the relationship between the bank and the customer. Brilliant. That all sounds really, really interesting. But of course, there are already privacy and trust issues associated with sharing customer data within the standard format of open banking. So are there barriers to this kind of ecosystem? Will it be easy for people to kind of rely on banks or other financial organizations to carry out these wide reaching services? And how far are we from this kind of system being implemented widely? Yeah, so what we see uh, that let's call uh, the bank in, in, in this example, uh, let's say the, the orchestrate, because they, they orchestrate all the different bits and pieces that are needed in the example for uh, for the journey. So they, they can provide those these services across their entire network and at low cost, uh, because the lower the cost, the more appealing it will be for the customers. So open banking already showed that banks can act as a preferred orchestrator, as a trusted party in, in many scenarios. So a way of thinking is that the bank may even be do that better than the social media like Facebook or Amazon and or search engines like Google uh, in their special domain. So what we see, and you're, you're mentioning privacy, we, we all know that privacy is not top of mind uh, in the social media space, but privacy is enforced by the financial services industry. 
So um, if you ask people, who do you trust more? Um, do you trust Facebook or do you trust your bank regarding your data? I think we all know the answer. Yeah, um, great. You made some really interesting points there, um, particularly around uh, social media. So thank you, Hans. I'm going to switch focus a little bit now because unfortunately at the moment, it's kind of difficult to talk about any industry without <laughs> mentioning coronavirus. So as the industry continues to navigate the pandemic, what do you think the biggest issues for financial services will be this year? Are they any different to those faced last year? And, you know, will it be a case of the industry facing an even tougher time as perhaps the mist begins to clear and we start to see the true impact of the virus? Well, I think the um, what we saw last year is that there was a an, an huge need to, to make an infrastructure that is solid and robust so that it could cope with the huge demand. So we also saw, we all experienced it ourselves. Uh, there was an, a huge transformation, let's say from cash to pin mm -hmm. and from physical to virtual, so less uh, branches. So that implies that the, the, the supporting infrastructure that, that the bank provides should be ex extremely strong to, to cope with that demand. So I think for 21 is the most important also that we that we we need to keep uh, the above trend going. Eh? Let, we call it I'll call it the new normal. Normal, and we we have to try to avoid to have a fallback to the old normal. So um, if you see that many people who were always uh, let's say uh, yeah, a little bit afraid, so to speak, um, to do online banking, to do mobile banking, they were more or less forced to do so and now that everybody experienced the benefits um, then now it, it's um, yeah, it should be so that we try to keep them using it because it makes life easy for everybody and it also will lower uh, the operational cost for everybody involved the infrastructure is there and uh, so we can use it i don't know how it is in the uk but in the netherlands when i go to the market and i buy cheese i can just do a mobile payment so hardly hardly any cash so i think that is the trend that we have to um, to keep up going for um, 21 and beyond 21. Yeah, it's, it's certainly been the same case in the UK. It feels like we're heading towards a, a, a cashless future. And I think, yeah, it, it's been a difficult 18 months, but there, there have definitely been some positives and, and big changes that have come from that. And so for the last question, what are the most prominent technology trends you expect to see over the next few years within the financial services industry? Well, there are some that, that are already, let's say, on the way. Yeah? So um, uh, what we see uh, is bank as a service. Um, so that there are a lot of, yeah, let's call them fintechs, but often they have six, seven hundred, one thousand employees. So they are not real fintech, but they are, they are earmarked in that area that, that provide um, bank as a services. Yeah? I think uh, what we call platform indication, so that there will be platforms available to provide all types of service for the bank. It will be cloud or multi-cloud. What we are also expecting uh, in the upcoming three to five years, that there will be, an, let's call it an app store uh, for banking solutions. So you, you as a bank, you can yeah, click on a, a loan solution or a payment solution or whatever and and then it should be like it does on your mobile device seamlessly integrate and work and i think that's one of the things that we try to achieve with buy-in when we have our uh, callers bank initiative and when i look at the callers bank initiative at the end in due time we will end up 
we expect with callless bank, and but then we need, uh, let's say, uh, highly intelligent networks um, uh, that can, yeah, what we call self-orchestrating networks. And if we are, let's say, technically capable of creating them, I think then we will move into an area of, yeah, relatively low-cost solutions that can be yeah, provided by, by anyone. And as stated, it, it should end up then in an app store for solutions. And if we are at that um, area, I think it will be um, a huge benefit for all, not only for the banks, but also for the solution providers. Brilliant. Um, well, it seems like it's going to be uh, an exciting time in terms of uh, technology over the next few months well brilliant well then just to finish off if our listeners wanted to find out a little bit more about buy-in where can i send them yeah so we we have of course our our homepage and buy-in.org um, uh, but if people are listeners are more interested to apply the material so we also have an, an other area it's called portal.buyin.org where um, you can find today uh, so a, a little under 190 pre-built APIs that, that you can use to, to interconnect, to create open banking or to create open finance out of the box. So I think that is a good starting point for people who want to explore what we can offer. And as stated, we are not for profit, so they are available for everybody who is interested. That's great. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. It's been a real pleasure. And thanks as well to all of our listeners. Until next time. Okay, Alexandra, enjoy your day. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the FS Tech Podcast.